News Radio 680 WPTF. Gosh, sounds like a sports talk show, doesn't it? I like it. 919-860-9783 if you want to talk about the Tar Heels and the Ducks. I don't know what we can add on that. This show is called Making Your Home Great. Myself, Dave Alexander, know nothing but basketball. Tim Ferruzzi across the desk. Hi, Tim. Hey. Tim is with Handy Helpers. Uh, Handy Helpers Remodel. Am I correct on company name? Yes. All right. And if you add .com Handy, to Handy that. Helpers, but. Yeah. Yeah, which repair and remodeling. Handy Helpers Dot com and HighlandRoofingNC.com. And we'll give out his telephone number, but let's give out this uh, telephone number again. Uh, quite frequently today, mostly today, it's you. You want to have an answer uh, to a question about your home? You want to get a suggestion? Go ahead and call us. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Operator is standing by. Um, and, uh, you know, Tim, the other thing about uh, sports talk shows, mm-hmm. they do the best at selling everything. Okay? You know what I mean they're by all, selling everything? hyped up, for sure. But, but they're, right. They're <laughs> selling it. They're, they're selling the product. Yeah. But the other thing is they're salespeople behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't call in and just pick up the phone. It's the Dutch. This is what I want. The Dutch Masters Paint uh, in-studio line. On making your home great. Oh yeah, I want. <laughs> They're selling everything, including the buttons. <laughs> including yeah. the buttons. I want. Yeah. I want Larry's fasteners. Larry fasteners headphones. You know, <laughs> that's how we're listening to the show. So, what's our topic for 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 today? Well, I thought we would talk about um, ventilation, which is going to tie into lots of things because it's such water vapor in your home. The way yeah. the air moves, heat and cooling. Is is one of the is is the most important thing related to your structures. I'm going to retell a story, which is deadly, but I'm going to retell it anyway because I have what they call a ridge vent, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, the fellow who owned the home before I did for the bonus room, which was unfinished, he had a fan in the bonus room ventilating air out. Mm-hmm. Would that have been a smart thing for him to do? Was it? Do you think he was solving a problem, or was he um, overkill? No, I think that uh, ventilation is good, and if you don't need it that particular day or that particular season, you just turn it off. He had a; it has still a um, a thermostatic control mm-hmm. stops all winter or most yep. of yep. the winter. Right when the area reaches a certain temperature, it turns it on. On right. Um, we decided that we're going to go with his advice when we finished that room. We had it lifted from about window level mm-hmm. to way up top, above the the finished ceiling. Mm-hmm. So now it's drawing air off. I have a ridge vent, and I have a fan running yep. most of the time. Yep. Again, I've said so I'm do a— you, sus- Do you feel like the ridge vent, the thermostatic controlled fan is pulling air from the ridge vent? The other way? Or? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Do you, is there a way for me to know? <clears throat> well, how far apart are they? They're, uh, well, the, the obviously the fan's on the exterior wall on, uh, let's oh, call so it the east side. it's on the exterior side. wall. It's not oh, on the sure. roof. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. It's not, it's on the, I mean, it's, I guess what I'm saying is you want to talk about ventilation. Mm-hmm. 
is there any damage I could have been doing by to the ventilation system by having that fan run all summer? No. No. No, I'd say not. In fact, I think you've solved a lot of problems. Uh, ventilation, uh, most of our attics are not ventilated properly. Ideally, you would have 50% intake versus 50% outtake. So it should be mm -hmm. equal. Yeah. So if you've got ridge vents on the peak of your house, and a lot of us uh, do have ridge vents, it's a passive system where the warm air in yeah. the attic actually yeah. goes out the top. Yeah. That, that ridge vent sits at the peak of the house, and you have uh, soffit vents that your overhangs. That's correct, um, yes. So you want those soffit vents to be free-flowing so the cool air can come in those soffit vents at the lower part of the house, yeah. the overhangs, yep. and it circulates through the attic and goes out the peak. All right, now I'm going to describe are. it in the non-technical term for anybody who's not built a house. You go outside on the deck and you look up, and it's not a solid piece of metal or wood or anything. It's it's like a screen. It has holes in it. It has well, holes it, in it. If you have a vinyl siding house, it would be lots of holes in it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It has lots of holes in it. And it's flat to the uh, – flat like the ground is flat. It's, it's horizontal to the ground. Yeah. Okay. So you've looked up and you see that. That's drawing air in, right. and it goes up to the top, and you've got, instead of a beautiful – clean peak to your roof, you got to peak to your roof with another peak on top of it. Right. Little tiny roof on top of the other roof. Right. And there's some gap there, and there's an opportunity for hot air from the attic or for whatever to, qualifies to as out. the attic yep. to clear out. Right. Does it do that on its own, just hot air rising? It, it does. It does. Um, and you can also go in your attic and look at the peak and see this system, this ridge vent that we're talking about where you said it's a roof on a roof. It's, yeah. And when you describe that, it's only like an inch tall. So it's right. very, uh, very low profile. But if you go in your attic and you look at your ridge rafter, which is the highest point, you should see some kind of a of gap up there and maybe a filter or something that's black, and that's actually the mm -hmm. ridge vent that's on the exterior of the house. You're just seeing the innards of it. So, yeah, so the goal is is for that to be working in combination with your intake uh, at the soffit vent. So your cool air comes in, sweeps out the top. You yeah. probably have some gable vents as well. A lot of houses have gable vents, and yeah. that would be on the peaks at the ends when you look at the face of the house or the sides of the house. You'll see a vent at the top. Sometimes they're yeah. circular. Sometimes they're triangular. Sometimes they're square. Uh -huh. That's another form of ventilation. And and everything we've described is a passive ventilation, meaning you don't have electricity or thermostats or right. humidistats controlling the activity is just kind of a natural flow. Uh, now, a lot of our homes, whether we think so or not, uh, especially modern homes, mm -hmm. don't have adequate uh, uh, ventilation in the attics. Yes. Uh, because our peaks are so tall, uh, maybe they want the looks of the outside to, to not have so many holes in it. So maybe it's not a continuous soffit vent. Maybe it's not wide enough. Yeah. Maybe it's every other soffit piece that has holes in it versus uh, continuous. Yeah. And so you're not really getting the true 50-50, meaning 50 cold or inflow versus mm -hmm. 50 hot outflow. Can you tell whether this system is working? In other words, I come in and I say to you, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
Uh, do you climb up on the roof of the thermometer to see what kind of temperature of the air is? You don't have to. You can. Uh, attics typically will reach a peak of around 140 degrees. Yeah. And um, that's the inside. That's the inside attic while, okay. when it's warm outside, Man. and um, that's hot. That's yeah. too. That's too hot. That's when you know you have a problem. Just to and, give and people a comparison, some poor lady got burned by coffee that was 180 degrees. Yeah. Now water and air are different, but yeah. still. Yeah. That's hot enough That's to burn hot. you if it was a cup That's of coffee. Hot. You wouldn't survive up there very long. God. Um, yeah, I know. If you had to, if someone got trapped up there, they would. Um, so, uh, you know, there's as far as your 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 question, um, there's calculations. Yeah. Um, a lot of these say newer homes that have very tall attics, uh, meaning length times width times height. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know your old traditional homes generally were ranch style, mm-hmm. so they were maybe at the most six feet in the attic, and then yeah. it was the length of the house. Uh, and you had some other versions as well. Um, but most of your newer homes are, are very large, tall attics, meaning they have hips where you can't put ventilation. So you have this big house mm-hmm. with this little ridge vent, maybe a total of 25 or 50 feet of ridge vent, yet the house is monstrous. The attic may have... Uh, in cubic feet, something yeah. equal to to possibly a thousand square feet, cubic square feet, or maybe two thousand cubic feet. Okay, uh, in the attic, and that's a lot. So a lot of these attics aren't being vented properly. And the other thing that's interesting is the general school of thought is don't mix a ridge vent, which is the one that goes to the peak of your house. Yeah. With a thermostatically controlled fan somewhere else in your roof. Okay. I disagree with that philosophy. Okay. I think if you have that thermostatically controlled fan far enough away from that ridge vent, meaning further down the roof, yeah. it can only help because it's only going to get kicked on when it yeah. gets so hot up there that the ridge vent can't do its job by itself. Right. Which goes back to this cubic feet issue we talked about, how large of an area you need to ventilate and what kind of ventilation you have coming in and yeah. out. Now, so, there are some people, and we're going to pick this up in yeah. just a moment, there are some people who say, ah, that's the attic, I don't care how it, oh. how it gets. and you know, Big mistake. There is a possibility you could be voiding a very important warranty. Lots of warranties. And, uh, lots of warranties. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Telephone number again is 919-860-9783. Call us on the uh, uh, Abe's Fasteners hotline, 919-860-9783. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Quick AccuWeather forecast, which does include sunshine. It's a great forecast, really. High near 73, sunny and comfortable. Uh, Sunday is sunny and pleasant, so they're running out of nice words for our weather. High near 68, and then Monday, it's going to look like a Monday. Uh, touch of rain, cloudy skies. 72 now, real feel 76. News Radio 680 WPTF, Fred in North Raleigh. You are on with Dave Alexander and Tim Feruzzi. We're talking about uh, ventilation or anything you want to talk about, Fred. Hey. Hey, good day, gentlemen. What an honor. What an honor. Uh, I am talking about ventilation. I heard a few minutes ago, I believe, that an attic temperature of 140 was too high. So 
The follow-up to that uh, question, obviously, would be on a typical Carolina summer afternoon, at what temperature or below can I assume my attic is properly ventilated? Uh, I don't have the exact answer handy. I'm sure I could find it here in a few minutes. But I would think that uh, most of these thermostatically controlled fans, if I'm not mistaken, are set around 110. So uh, it could be a little higher than that. It might be 120. But uh, somewhere, obviously, it's going to be uh, warmer in there. It's not going to be as cool as it is outside just because of, of what sure. it is. Sure. But yeah. uh, I would say just guessing uh, somewhere in the 105 to 115 range, 120 range. Oh. Okay, follow-up. Uh, I had a new HVAC put in upstairs three or four years ago, and uh, uh, it seems like in the hottest part of the summer, the upstairs is getting warmer than I uh, think it used to be, but I had a fellow tell me who was wise one time that uh, about the most you can expect from an HVAC is to cool your home somewhere around 20 degrees cooler than outside. Is that is that a good rule of thumb? I, I, that sounds familiar. I'm not a mechanical guy, but that sounds familiar. Yes, because if you have the temperature, if, if uh, uh, yes, I believe that's true. So if I go up in my attic and I look at the uh, at the floor of my attic between those joists, how thick should that insulation, if it's blown in insulation, how thick should that be in order for me to assume that I've got adequate insulation there above my second floor? Well, the code now is uh, R30. Um, you're asking me another question. I can't tell you the exact answer to the thickness, but I'll look it up as we're talking. Um so, and, and in commercial, it's R38. That's what they're recommending. So uh, when you go down to the supply house to buy insulation, typically the, the width or the depth of it uh, tells you what, um, what thickness it is. Let's see, R30. Um, I, I'm guessing it must be 12 inches. I don't see I'm here trying to look it up online as we're talking. But uh, R30 is uh, typically what you would want in your attic. And most of the older homes probably have uh, still R19 up there. So if you live in a house that's uh, 15 or 20 years old and it's never been uh, added, you might want to add more. And in some cases, you may want to take out what's there if you've had ventilation issues. And that's one of the other things we were going to talk about was was, uh, moisture in the attics and how it affects things like insulation and lots of other stuff. So... Um, but R30 is kind of the goal that you want to be at, maybe even R38, because that's what they're requiring in commercial if you want to just be a little bit more redundant, because down the road, it's going to turn into R38. So if it's blown-in insulation, then the R value is just a function of how thick that layer is. It, it so. is, and I believe I believe uh, R38 would be somewhere in the 16-inch range, so somewhere you're, you're somewhere in the... 14 to 18 inch range without okay. being specific. Very good. Well, that's helpful. Thank you, yes, Fred. Yes, uh, Fred, hold on just a split sure. second because while Tim was giving his expert advice, he had a he drew a partial blank on something, and I went to the website of the National Association of Certified Home Inspectors. They know everything, yeah. um, and a CMI certified, uh, I think, uh, home inspector. Uh, answered a similar question to yours on their website, and it said, if you set it for 95 in the south, if you set that temperature, that Mm kick-on of the thermostat for 95, they'd be running all year long. 
He this said is, this a, is the attic fan. The attic yeah, fan. Yeah, he yeah. said 115 to 125 might be appropriate. Right. But again, the target temperature you want to draw that down to, Tim, is what? 110, 115? Well, it sounds to me like, yeah, 110, 115, and, and cooler if possible. The cooler, the better. All right, Fred? So so if you if you have your attic therm, fan thermostat set, say, for 120, then uh, obviously what the thought must be is anytime it's above that, that's too warm, right? That's right. So you're yeah, trying yeah. to keep it below that. You're, exactly. You want it to be below the, whatever that threshold exactly. is. Exactly. And I'll tell you an interesting story. I went out to a, a house uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, for a roof job that we, we've got. But uh, he has a, a very large attic area, uh, just like we were describing earlier on the show. And um, so his, he really doesn't have enough ridge vent. And he said, hey, will you replace the thermostatically controlled fan for me while you do the roof? And I said, sure. He says, I've burned out five of them in 20 years. <laughs> and he's, what he's been doing is going into the attic and, and replacing the actual motor. And now we're going to replace the whole housing. And I said, I said uh, let's go ahead and put in a second one. I said, because if you're burning that one up every four or five years yeah. – then it's working too hard. So you, let's put an additional one in to help cool the attic down. It's going to save you money in every which way possible. And uh, so he's, he, he, I think he's going that route. He hasn't told me 100%, but I think that was convincing enough to, to let him know, hey, you're just overworking that fan. Well, my handyman replaced our uh, fan a couple of years ago because it was making terrible noises and whatnot. Right. And yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what it's set for. If I go up there and look at it, is there, there going to be something obvious on there that tells me what it's set at? Yeah, they come preset, but of course people can change those because you can just take a little screwdriver and just change it. So it should be as as Dave said, somewhere in the 115 to 125 range. But again, if you can get it down to, I would think you'd want your attic, you know, to stay 115 or less. Okay, so if I look at it, I'm going to see some something that I can adjust. Yes, I've sir. never gone up there to look at this yes, one. Yes, sir. Yep. All right, very well. Thank okay. you, gentlemen. Yep. Appreciate all the information. All right, Fred, thank you very much. And again, I just want to tell you, this is not a – we don't have a radio um, – uh, uh, an announcement at the beginning of the program that uh, Dave Alexander's advice is not good. We ought to, right? Uh, but we you don't. Do, you do a pretty good job. I just know what to ask, and in this particular – case it, somebody from the international association of certified home inspectors uh -huh. saying yeah 115 to 125 is a good because you're trying to bring the temperature down uh at least somewhere in that ballpark a uh, telephone number here for questions 919-860-9783 if you want to know something complex about your home and you go ahead and call here it's all right tim can handle it there's Hardly anything he doesn't do in homes, and where he doesn't do it, he's happy to tell you he doesn't do it. Tim is with the, well, Tim is uh, a part of, the owner of, Handy Helpers, and Highland Roofing, Highland Residential Roofing, and this is called Making Your Home Great. It's your opportunity to find out answers to your questions, but also uh, kind of kick the tires on people who might want to... You know, do some work in your home. I just found it. I just looked yeah. up the thickness of R30 insulation. Yeah. It looks like it's supposed to be around eight to nine inches thick. Eight, that's very thick. That's R30. Very thick. All righty. We've got uh, the uh, news coming up on WPTF, then sort of construction news. 
and a lot more. And we're going to talk about pollen in just a moment with an expert making your home great on WPTF. From the Making Your Home Great News Center, which used to be a newsroom, but Tim added on the deck. So it's the news center. Uh, Some things you might be interested about home improvement. Lowe's shares are on the rise. Now, if you bought Lowe's a while back, you expect some expansion. It's one of the only categories in retail that's going up because you can't ship Lumber by Amazon. Transportation costs. Transportation costs. The Barron's.com says Lowe's shares could rise 20% or more. Also, good ventilation and attention to humidity might keep down dust mites in your home. For expert advice, we turn to Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. Krista Scott has more. Here's what Dr. Ken Alstrom had to say about dust mites. They are very tiny and cannot be seen with the unaided eye. A microscope is required. They are not parasitic, nor do they sting. They do not bite people. They primarily feed on dander, skin scales, which are shed from people and pets. Unfortunately, they break down these skin cells with powerful enzymes in their saliva, and these enzymes can cause allergic reactions to susceptible people, resulting in stuffier runny noses, sneezing, coughing, or watery eyes. Inhaling these microscopic particles can cause asthma-like symptoms. For Making Your Home Great, I'm Krista Scott. Next time she has a report like that, we're just going to go, yuck. Yeah. In the middle of it. Well, but we, we talked about dust in the houses. Yeah. Mostly comes from the human skin and pet, pet dander. The um, Apparently, the preferred conditions for the mites, not for the rest of us, preferred conditions, 75 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit, of course, relative humidity is 70 to 80%. That's the problem. There's ventilation right there. That's your ventilation. They cannot survive well in humidities below... 50%. And and in your home, your humidity should be no more than 30 to 50%. That's the comfortable level. And when you have ventilation problems, which we're going to talk further about, that is why you have insect issues like that. It's, um, it's the kind of thing where I, I'm beginning to think that I've got to really address my home stuff rather than just live in the place. Um, but uh, this is making your home great. 919-860-9783. We actually didn't hit on the weather forecast. Let me just go ahead and mention that it's sunny with a high today near 73. That's as warm as we see what we have right now. And then an overnight low 46 for Sunday, sunny and 68, overnight low 47. And Monday, a touch of afternoon rain with a high temperature near 75. Stephen Walters joins us from the Division of Air Quality. Stephen, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. Now we're gonna we're gonna not ask you anything that you can't answer. <laughs> and right. usually, Stephen, we we pay attention to things inside. We rarely wander outside on the show, but I want to talk to you about the pollen. Okay. Um, I, people say they've got hay fever, but I don't think there's any hay. Certainly not enough hay. In the area to account for the orange color of my car with the green on top of red. Stephen, what's, right. the, what's this pollen coming from? Well, right now, um, it's coming from mostly trees. Okay. Uh, mostly the pine tree. 
that is so abundant around here. Hmm. All right. And uh, there is a little bit of grass out there. So the hay fever, it may be, it may hold true for some people. Taking but, everybody uh, back to fourth grade science, pollen's a good thing for the plant. It's, that is it's, correct. It's a reproductive thing. And how many weeks do we usually suffer under this? Well, it's going to be pretty much pollen uh, until November. But uh, the really bad tree, tree pollen that we're seeing right now will probably come to end around the end of May to the beginning of June. Yeah. And the, uh, the pollen that we're getting right now is the trees, and then after that it's the, the it's grass, grass and weeds? Yeah, grasses, yep, grasses will start coming out uh, starting the summer, and that'll go through most of the summer. And then we'll uh, pick up that dreaded uh, uh, ragweed season come the fall. Ra- yeah, go ahead. So, so Steve, um, why is it that pollen, uh, how does it have an effect on, on people? Well, uh, without delving too much into the, uh, I guess, people's allergic reactions to it, it's just the uh, particles that are released, the pollen particles, uh, affect people differently. They get into people's respiratory tracts, and, and they sort of irritate them, and it affects people differently. So. All right. Stephen, what's the pollen report today? I mean, we must be low compared to earlier in the week before the rain showers. Well, unfortunately, we don't take pollen on the weekends. Okay. Um, we just we just take pollen Monday through Friday. Yeah, that's fine. And minus any holidays that may may pop up during the week. Um, but right now, it's it's with the warm and a slight wind. We're in the we're in the pollen season, so yeah, it's yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Thank you. Stephen is with the Division of Air Quality. And what do you folks do in terms of monitoring this? Do you have automatic stations? Or do uh, you go have, out and yeah. do things? We have uh, one pollen sampler that we operate uh, over off of Reedy Creek Road. And uh, it essentially captures pollen in the atmosphere for a 24-hour period. And we take that back into the lab and count it under a microscope. Yeah. Well, it, I know it's fun. It can be. <laughs> it can be. All right. <laughs> Stephen, thank you. Thanks, All right, you're welcome. Have yourself a good one. I appreciate it. Making your home right. great. News Radio 680, WPTF, and Stephen Walters from the North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality. We wanted to talk to him in part because it's, you know, you track in this stuff, yeah, Tim. it comes in the house. Comes in the house. And it you know, sits on the carpet. And EPA says that, uh, I guess this is United States and maybe developed countries in general, but United States, 90% of our time is spent indoors. Oh, it is? Yeah, 90%. So this stuff's coming in, and it's in our environment. I think I'm well beyond that. I think I'm <laughs> yeah, well beyond 90%. that, really. Have you ever come across anybody asking about, um, and, and we'll open this up to f- folks listening, do you have anything in your home that could help you with pollen? Can I put a special filter on my, uh, on well, my I, house? I, was, I think just changing your filters in general is uh, – you know, a number one, and then the other thing is vacuuming your house and dusting your your furniture and and your belonging, taking care of your stuff. Yeah, those two things are major. It's a similar thing with the allergens that are involved in dust. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's pollen, then there's dust. Bioaerosols. Bioaerosols, and they're both the same thing. That you know, in terms of uh, making things making life difficult for you. Okay, we're talking about ventilation. What kind? Suppose for a moment. 
I've got a house who's poorly built or somebody decided, nah, I don't need that fan ventilating the attic. I'm going to get rid of that. Can well, I void a warranty? Yeah, yes. And um, let, let's, let's let, okay, to answer your question, I was going to switch gears on something else. But yes, uh, if you don't have adequate ventilation, you can void your paint warranties that okay. come from your paint manufacturers. You can uh, void your roof warranty as far as the roofing products themselves. Mm-hmm. You can void your window and door warranties. You yeah. can void your insulation warranties. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much the whole gamut, right? And I'm more concerned, maybe I'm foolish on this, I'm more concerned about the insulation warranty and the, sh- and the shingles, the roof warranty. Yeah, and I don't know that that uh, that um, insulation really, insulation manufacturers say, we warrant this product for this long because of all the variables. Uh-huh. But you can be rest assured if you don't have adequate ventilation, which means you have moisture, excessive moisture. Yeah your insulation is not going to operate the way it should. It's not going to do the job. I, I don't necessarily know the connection between heat and moisture. Well, think about this. I was out in Las Vegas a month ago yeah. for the roofing convention. Oh, yeah. And I was out there for a week, maybe, a yeah. little less than a week. And I noticed my skin on my hands really started getting dry. Yes. And uh, so that's very warm air. Uh-huh. That has low humidity because right. there's not a lot of lakes and rivers around there. Or nothing. Right. They say, yes, they it's sh- 123, but it's dry heat. It's dry heat. Yeah. But it's but the, the air is not laden with water like it is here because it doesn't have the water around. Now, you're a bathroom inside of a hotel room, probably no different than it is, but we're talking outside in general. Yeah. Whereas you come to somewhere like North Carolina, Georgia, places that have lots of water, and the air is still warm, mm-hmm. but now it's laden with water because of all the outside sources of water. So that's where your absolute humidity, relative humidity, mm-hmm. the amount, the percentage of water per air is different. And I'm going to, if I, if I get moisture in my insulation, the value of it, the R value goes way it down. It decreases because insulation is meant to be Puffy, for lack of a better, a yeah. better word. Yeah. And you get a lot of your insulating value from the dead air space. Well, if you have an attic that's not ventilated well, meaning you have a lot of moisture up there, then what happens? It, it settles on the insulation and, mm-hmm. and starts to, to make it sag down. And so things, the fibers start connecting to one another, so you don't have as much dead air space. Even when it's dry, it's not going to work the exactly. way that it's supposed to. Well, because okay. it's not going to poof back up. Right. All right. The technical terms never end in construction. <laughs> 919-860-9783. We're going to take a, take a moment, poof ourselves up, and then go back and take your phone calls. 919-860-9783 on Making Your Home Great. Dave Alexander, Tim Ferruzzi, News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, AccuWeather forecast sunny with a high near 73, overnight low 46. Tomorrow just as good as today with a high of 68. And right now we're at 72, the real feels 76, making your home great. Every Saturday, 2 until 4, News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Dave Alexander, Tim Ferruzzi, 
is with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Uh, the websites include handyhelpers.com and highlandroofingnc.com. Um, and Tim, what to, what's next on our uh, discussion? Of- well, you know, we're talking about ventilation, and uh, it's a very serious topic. I think most people don't pay any mind to their to their um, attics. I went to a home several days ago, and uh, the fellow listens to the show, and, and he's got a very tall attic, very large attic, and uh, he doesn't have enough ventilation. And on top of that, he's got... Um, uh, OSB, which is a form of plywood or, or oriental strand, uh, strand oriented strand board, right? Uh, like you see on most new construction properties, um, all over the floor covering the insulation. So he can't easily pop that up and add more insulation into his house. Yeah. And um, as I'm walking around, of course I'm a big guy, but as I'm walking around, it's half inch OSB. Uh, I can feel the stuff. Uh, crackling under my feet. So essentially what's <laughs> happened is he's had so much moisture in the attic yeah. that has affected the plywood decking on his floor there, or his floor, yeah. uh, and the insulations underneath it. And, um, you know, his number one goal should be increase the ventilation in his attic. Mm-hmm. If he does that, he doesn't necessarily need to replace his insulation or do anything with his insulation or pull up that decking, that flooring yeah. in there. Let's get the ventilation solved first. Let's see how things work. Let's see how your your heating and cooling bills change, uh, meaning your unit lasts longer outside as well because it's not working as hard. Yeah. And uh, let's see if you get condensation on your windows, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then go to step plan B, which would be, Pull up now, now. He may already have to pull up some of the plywood decking because it's you know. And I'm not talking about decking under the roof. I'm talking about flooring. Yeah, I was a, a little impressed that you were telling me or telling us that the heat within the attic was affecting the insulation underneath your feet. Yep. Yep. And underneath, he's got half inch. Well, yeah, yeah. Typically, that's what you see in attics. People are always trying to use the thinner stuff. I would always. <laughs> recommend using five-eighths or three-quarters as a flooring of any kind, yeah. plywood or OSB. Um, but just the moisture in his attic alone, even though when you go in the attic, you don't feel moisture, sure. it's, it's there. And I'd recommend every homeowner to go out and buy a hygrometer, which uh, are fairly inexpensive. That's yeah. H-Y-G-R-O-M-E-T-E-R. Right. And that tells you your humidity your relative humidity within your house. Now, of course, your bathrooms and your kitchens and your laundry rooms and rooms that adjoin those rooms, like mm-hmm. if you have a master bedroom with a master bath, those rooms are probably going to have a little higher relative humidity. Mm-hmm. But if you start seeing relative humidity generally across your house of 50, say, say 60, 70%, you've got major problems. I have no idea what the relative humidity yeah. inside yeah. my house yeah. could be. And again, they'll be higher in those those rooms that have lots of water moving all the time. And that's why you need add, you know exhaust fans in your bathrooms, yeah. kitchens, things like that. So, you know, in commercial settings, they're very strict on fresh air intake and outtake. On homes, yeah. they're not very strict. And that's part of the problem. That's why people don't really pay attention to their attics. Well, let me tell you what's inside my house. And I think this is poor construction. You might tell me, no, that's perfectly okay. The upstairs bathroom 
uh, occupies the front part of you know, the, the, the house. The back part of the house does have an area where I can store things. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no flooring there, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit of a crawl space. You know, near it, it's it's kind of like an attic, but it's just a little triangular area, the length of the almost the length of the house. Mm-hmm. And I crawled in there to store the air conditioner that we'd been using in one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. And I look over, and there's this hose, this black hose that looks like the outside hosing mm-hmm. that you use for water, that's buried underneath the ground. I'm curious about it, so I step over the, the 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 pieces of wood and I didn't put my foot through the kitchen ceiling thank goodness mm-hmm. I raise the thing up just I move it a little bit and water pours out of it I mean a quart of water pours out of it you know what the bathroom is being vented through this black hose oh. which wired to the to, yeah. to the roof yeah. and then it's just kind of angled in the right direction to drop that water, yep. is that right? It drops the water. Uh, to finish the story, I don't know the name the name of the part of the house. The, I think the soffit. I think it just drops it on the back of the house. Yeah, and uh, and through the soffit. Yes, and that's very common. Uh, thank goodness it's not just ventilated into the attic and stop. You sure. see a lot of that, and you also see that under the houses a lot with dryer vents. Okay. But uh, going to the soffit is not a bad idea for, for bathroom vents and things. You do see them in the roof lines. Uh-huh. But again, with the roof line, when you put them in the roof, you've got another hole in the roof, right? Even yeah, I don't if, want Even if it's a vent. So, uh, But when you say that you – and I haven't seen many black ones. Most of them are white or they're aluminum color. Um that's another issue with ventilation because, you know, you're blowing air out of your bathroom, moisture-laden yeah. air, yeah. and it's riding through that pipe yeah. and trying to get out. Well, because the attic may be too hot or too cold, mm-hmm. what happens is inside that pipe you get condensation. So if you had water, basically it, it decided to condensate yes. because of the differentiation because you probably don't have adequate ventilation in your attic. Yeah, probably. It's all ties together. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And the, and the, here's the other thing that I'm thinking. I like I like to deconstruct these things, and I, sometimes I, because I think it's wrong, I assume it's the last thing they gave it to the the lowest level employee on the site. Mm-hmm. He took a piece of wire, nailed it, you know, somehow fastened it. Yep. The whole assembly. This is a flexible pipe. Yep. Attached to the roof in one place. Yeah, that's wrong. And then yep. just hung in one direction. Yep. So what happened is the condensation then pulled down right. and made a low spot, which yep. then, I don't know, is collecting water. I was glad it didn't go through the kitchen. Yeah, but I think it's a little. I think it's even more involved than just that. But you're right, and you'll see this in in uh, crawl spaces with with dryer vents that are vented outside. They're using yeah. this this plastic flexible stuff they'll use the aluminum stuff yeah. and it becomes a fire hazard because it's strapped but it's flexible so it drops in between the straps yeah i recommend people use a schedule 40 uh, pvc to get from the dryer outside because you don't have all the little corrugations in it it's mm-hmm. smooth it can mm-hmm. be cleaned by pouring water in it and uh, so we recommend to that people, to, to people, but it costs more. How about, yeah, it costs more to do that type of thing, and, and and the same thing can be done in the attic. And why? Well, never mind. This is a design issue. Mm-hmm. Why am I dryer and washer in the middle of the house, 
and not ventilating or venting to the outside through an exterior wall. Well, your 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 dryer should be ventilated uh, somewhere. It's either going, oh, it does. going out the roof. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it, it's worse than that. Yeah. It is the metallic stuff that is soft. Mm-hmm. It's got wire strung through it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's like a, a slinky yep. with wire right. sort of stuff on it uh, or uh, metallic stuff runs on the outside. The wall, runs up the wall. Runs, no, it runs underneath the house. Uh-huh. To the to the exterior wall. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then it ventilates out. Well, yes, it fills with okay. water. I know this. I've gone underneath my house. I've had to replace the whole thing. And by the way, mice think that stuff is delicious after a while. <laughs> All right, hour two of this show. If you've got something weird going on in your house, or you just want to talk about home repair, remodeling, anything that we're talking about or you want to talk about, call us next hour. Making your home great. News Radio six eighty WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great, your radio show, your home. You are the person who ultimately is responsible for how it looks, unless, of course, you pick up the phone and you call Tim, you know, and then he might uh, do some work on it. Tim Feruzzi and Dave Alexander on the radio show, making your home great, and your show means you can call us now and get answers to whatever questions you can come up with. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. The quick answers that, of course, everybody wants. Uh, what is it? Um, I would say South Carolina. And no, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out who's going to win. I don't know. I don't know. Carolina and Gonzaga, maybe. I don't know. All right. That'll be we, cool because I'm from Washington State originally. So then we got East and West. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. Telephone number 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzzi wants to talk about uh, uh, heat and moisture and ventilation in your home. I'm just going to kind of throw something out here. How'd you get started into this? In the construction business? Yeah. I uh, was in college and uh, was 20 years old. I actually worked for Lowe's back, which we talked about Lowe's earlier, Yeah. when they only had 70 stores. Wow. I, was, I, was, I worked for them for about a year while I was in college and uh, had an opportunity to, to leave school and, and uh, go to work. But I saw a lot of contractors coming in. And, of course, I worked on my dad's rental properties growing up, so I was already somewhat familiar with it. So Yeah. Um, and I needed to make more money than what I was making. I was making three thirty-eight an hour minimum wage back then, <laughs> and uh, I was ready for an upgrade. Three thirty-eight an hour. Yeah. So I, I started. started yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. I started radio making one hundred and sixty bucks a week, whether I needed it or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. We got a telephone call here. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is the telephone number. Uh, unless there's been. A Volt Doctor commercial on the radio recently, in which case it's 919-860-9783. Donald in Greensboro, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? We're going to help you if we can. What do you have? I recently bought a house with a two-car garage, um, and uh, the garage doors work on powered openers, of course. One of them works fine. The other one goes up fine, but when I push the button to make it go down... 
uh, it goes down, touches the ground, and immediately goes back up. Um, unless I hold the button the entire time until it's done going all the way down, in which case it stays down. Donald, so, can I just tell you that that is actually, uh, according to the Alexander family, that is standard operating procedure. <laughs> we had that okay. for six or eight, ten months, but we fixed it. Okay. Um, let's see if Tim knows. How do you, you fix it, Dave? We've readjusted the little doodly dangers on the floor. Yeah. Uh, we kept going. It's a two-person job, Donald. Don't try to do it on your own. Okay. okay. Because you drive yourself nuts because you have to have somebody pushing that button and you have to be out at the door. Yeah. If you want, okay. the, if you want my answer, I just call overhead door company to come over and do it as I do at my house. Was it Chris Barron from Custom Door and Gate that yeah, we had yeah, talking about yeah, this? Yeah. Chris Barron, are you ready to take a number, Donald? Uh, yes, go ahead. All right. This is, uh, Chris's number is 919-457-9489. Unless, Donald, there has been a Volt Doctor commercial on the radio recently, in which case it's 919-457-9489. Thank you for the did, you, did you get it? Donald, I, let me just tell you that my neighbor did help me with this, and, and this might help you. Something, there, there are two little things on the floor, right? There are two little electronic devices on the floor. Eyes. Other yeah. eyes, right? Eyes. One, yeah. Well, I, I think one of them reflects, and one of them's an eye. Like a laser. Right. Yeah. It's like a laser. It's like a you know, light thing. They're not lined up. Okay. My neighbor seemed to tell me that if they were lined up, that there would be a particular color showing. In other words, an on-air light, right? A right. working light. Mm -hmm. And if they're not lined up, you've got the situation where your garage door thinks there's something in the way because it thinks that there's a break in the system. There's a small right. child playing with toys, right? Right. So you got to change it. Okay. Well, the, and I had looked around on the internet yeah. and saw that, but then if it thinks there's a small child there, why does it close all the way? <laughs> it closes. I, I assumed there was another problem. Because the backup to it is if you hold that button all the way down, mm -hmm. when you hold that button, is that the only way to convince it to go down? That's the only way to get it to stay down. Stay down. Oh, like stay down. Hit the button, it goes all the way down, hits bottom. And then oh my it turns gosh. around and goes right back up. That's yeah. deadly. Donald, I think you need a new house. Let me get you a realtor. <laughs> Donald, thanks. I, uh, thank I the yeah, guy sorry we, I couldn't help you more. The on that. fellow whose number we just gave you, he can solve that probably over the phone. Yep. So call him Monday. Okay. All Good right. Fun. Thanks, Donald. Bye. That's an interesting question, though. Why does it go all the way down? Mm -hmm. I don't it beats me. Because it's technology. Because it's technology. That's why it does it. Right, right. Why do why do uh why, when you shut some things down on a computer, does a little box appear on the computer saying, do you really want to shut this down? Yep. Why, yes. Why do I have to push four buttons to pump gas, including one that it, you get through all the electronic digital stuff, then you got to push another button on the pump that says gas or go. That's stupid. I did nine things, including run my credit card, that indicate I want to buy gas. Mm -hmm. What did the What does the machine want? I think I want to do popcorn, soda. 
apparently a car wash. All right, talk to me about ventilation. So um, ventilation in the attic uh, and crawl space we haven't talked much about, but we'll come to that if we yeah. have time. We can always talk about it on a different show. But attic ventilation is extremely important, and I would say that the majority of people don't have enough ventilation in their attic. They don't have proper ventilation. Okay. And what that affects is your heating and cooling bills for quite obvious reasons. It affects how long your unit that runs the heating and air lasts. Yeah. Um, it can affect a fan like we talked about earlier that uh, gets worn out in three or four years when it should last 15 years, yeah. an, an exhaust fan for the attic. Uh, it can affect your insulation and the R value of it and how it works, and right. how it, which ties to your heating and air as well. Uh, it can affect how long your shingles last. Um, because, you know, shingle manufacturers will avoid the warranty if you don't have proper attic ventilation. Right off the bat, every shingle manufacturer says your warranty is void if you don't have adequate ventilation in your attic. That's terrible. Yeah, but it's but it's, it's and maybe it's partly a way out for them, um, but I think it's more so a, a real item. And, uh, you know, when you have trapped moisture in a house um, and using, again, a hygrometer, H Y G R O M E T E R. Yeah, you can buy those in lots of places. They're very inexpensive, and just put them around your house, and it tells you relative humidity. Yeah. So if you have relative humidity above fifty-five percent, sitting somewhere in the sixty-seventy percent range, uh, you know, in some portions of the house, you may have that, like in a bathroom and things. But then that's why you want exhaust fans in your bathroom. You want to make sure you run your exhaust fans in your bathroom. Um, but going back to the attic ventilation. It can cause moisture to uh, not only come into your house, and you know these houses nowadays are built so tight for energy yeah. energy reasons. And when you're taking showers, and when you're cooking, and when you're doing everything we do with water in the house, uh, the water needs to escape. You know, it's it's water vapor. It, you've got your your air conditioning. I mean, your heat running. Then it's got. To, moisture in it and it yeah. needs to escape and when you have a really tight house it has a problem escaping so having exhaust fans in your house is important but but needless to say this stuff goes into the attic as well right and moisture comes from outside and where's it go if it can't get out because you don't have adequate ventilation it goes back inside your walls mm -hmm. and it can actually be inside your walls and last week when i put my foot in the, my mouth about the peeling paint that can actually cause <laughs> Your paint on the outside of your house to peel because moisture is trapped inside the wall, more moisture yeah. than normal, when it could actually be ventilated out of the attic. It's actually going down in your wall, and now it's trying to escape. So now it pops the paint off your, um, off your wood, and it also can cause wood rot from the backside, and they can work together from the exterior and the interior as do far you, as— Do you ever find yourself driving by a house— that has stuff like this going on, just wishing they had called you? I drive by. If I, if I look at a house yeah. I, uh, and doing this for 30 years, I can look at a house from the street just driving by quickly and tell you the problems with that house. Yeah. The most likely problems based on the roof design, the exterior facade, the where it sits on the property. I've just seen so much that I, just, I can make real quick assessments right. uh, on what the likely problem is. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Call now or anytime in the next 40-some-odd minutes, 919-860-9783. Just bought a 
hygrometer thermometer for $13 online. Yeah. Well, $14, but they'll ship it for free. Uh, uh, 919-860-9783. We are on the radio show, Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Telephone number 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. We're going to talk next week, I think, about stepping out just a little bit. We're going to talk a bit about going to the yard and having uh, you know a fellow who does sheds and somebody else who does uh, mosquito remediation or mosquito killing. Uh, and we're going to also talk about uh, decks and whatever you – and it's, it's honestly, it's up to it's the callers. It's an open forum, yeah. Yeah, it's an open forum, as it is right now. 919-860-9783. Just a quick trivia question for you. Which room in the home is now the growth area for remodeling? Oh, kitchens. Yeah. And they have been for years. Have been for years. Yeah. Well, they said that the, if – you know, we're now in an uptick in – Tim's business in remodeling and, and repair and homeowners, according to the hardware retailing magazine published, I get this magazine now, North American Retail Hardware Association. Man, I can't wait for that convention to come up. Mm. That's going to be the one. I want to learn about the new tools. Um, anyway, the, the homeowners are spending more on kitchen upgrades than anywhere else in the house. Do you know why? No. Because they haven't done anything for the last 10 years. Yeah. Considering what we just came out of. Yeah. No, <laughs> so you're now right. Pe- now people are, you know, feeling comfortable. Consumer confidence is up and um, they got to do something as well. It's just, it's getting ugly. <laughs> so we got, we got to do this stuff. Well, the other thing is, and I, ha- I don't follow stocks, but I do know this. When people look at their 401k and it's bigger than mm-hmm. it used to be. Mm-hmm. They go ahead and they buy stuff, even though one pocket is not connected yeah. to the other. The retirement money pocket is not connected to the- it's called security. Yeah, security. Consumer they think, confidence. Yeah, yep. they think, oh, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine, honey. Let's go spend some money on a kitchen. Well, and sometimes they cash in a little bit of it and, and put the roof on the house, whatever they got to do, because it needs to be done, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to do those things. You'll earn more money doing those things than you will in the stock market any day, because if you don't fix your roof- you got big problems. Yep. Well, I know that. I know that. Well, I'm. Oh, my you house need, is. Do you need a new roof? No, my house is now at the end of the warranty. Oh. And if I've approached the end of the warranty, have I necessarily approached the end of the nah. life of the? What do you have? A ten-year warranty on your house? Or? I got a fifteen-year. Oh, it's with one of those agencies. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. I mean the the, the builder. The builder oh, itself. Okay. Yeah. I got fifteen years, and the house is fifteen years old. Yeah. I'm good to let it slide. Well, I mean, what are you concerned about? Uh, my roof. Oh, your roof. Well, I don't want it to. I don't want it to. Well, I don't think that 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 would be a valid claim unless there was some workmanship issue with it. No, no, you're right. Yeah. No, no, but I'm just saying. I if it's failing though, you need to talk to the builder, no. and either he or he can tell you the manufacturer, and you might have some grounds there. All right. Yeah. So do I? So with shingles, do I actually wait until? The, uh, there's dripping? No, you know, uh, but shingles in most cases will last uh, 18 to 25 years okay. nowadays. 
Um, so right. you're you're getting to the you're getting to the end possibly. So you need to start budgeting, having you know one of those deferred maintenance accounts set yeah. up. Tim Ferruzzi has given me the actual information that my doctor also gave to me. Say that again. You're actually getting to the end, aren't you? You're <laughs> well, I just turned 50 last week, so <laughs> okay. um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's the beginning of the uh, end for oh, me. Oh, right? yeah, I know that. But I, I hear the 50s and 60s and 70s are, especially, yeah. especially the 50s and 60s can be really good. So My, my daughter says uh, that I have a lot of productive years ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how hopeful she is on that, but 919-860-9783. You want something done on your house? You want to ask somebody who does stuff like that, and maybe you're interested in hiring Tim. Maybe you've already hired somebody else. You just have some questions. Maybe you just want to disguise your voice, and you've already worked with Tim. I don't know. Telephone number 919-860-9783. U.S. housing affordability, is it dropping or is it increasing? Are people being able to buy houses more now than before or no? You're asking me? Yeah. Um, I would say housing prices are, are going up, generally speaking, but I still think that there's a surplus out there that keeps the housing prices low, depending on what you're looking for. All right. I'll tell you the actual— It depends on where you live, too, right? It does depend on where you live. and The affordability in Chapel Hill is not the affordability in Durham by a long shot. Yeah. By a long shot. Or Northern Virginia versus, Northern, versus uh, somewhere in South Carolina or Georgia, maybe? Anywhere near D.C., yeah. You're, yeah, you got problems. All right. 919-860-9783. Talking about uh, heating and cooling bills. I got a note from my heating and cooling people. Uh, I think it's Duke. They sent me a nice letter with a line indicating where I spent each month of last year. July and August, the line went straight up in the air and back down. Mm -hmm. And I am way ahead. That is, I pay way more in July and August than Apparently, everybody else in North Carolina. You like it cold. I do like it cold. Mm -hmm. I do like it cold. I actually grew up in a house in Yankee Land where there was no air conditioning. Mm -hmm. And we had fans in the windows upstairs, and we were fine. Well, you sleep better when it's cold. Sleep right? better when it's cold. First time I got an air conditioner, I said, you know, I just want to take the edge off. Mm -hmm. I just want to take the edge off. You sound like my wife. I just, you know, I don't like it that it's 70 degrees. I'm going to bring it back down to 65, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then I got used to it, and I said, "You know something? We're going Arctic. <laughs> we're taking it down to we're taking it down to 32 degrees. Right? If we've got blankets piled on top of us, mm -hmm. and it's cold air around us, we like it. Yeah. Is that is there a problem there? No, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Could I be spending too much money because my house is retaining too much heat? Hey, you got to have a little fun. I <laughs> have some have some fun. It's okay. <laughs> I, I worry about the whole. What's Dave Alexander spending his money on? I'm spending eighty three percent of my expendable income on making my house cold. Maybe, I don't know. I, I'm paying. I'm paying more than we I might should. have some ventilation issues there. You might be able to knock off some of that by correctly ventilating your attic. And let's carry this further about yeah. the walls. So yeah. your exterior walls moisture. Yeah from the attic 
uh, and, and from the house. Yeah. Just, the air is not being able to move around, so it gets trapped in your walls. That also affects your R values in your walls. And it can also cause problems with condensation on your windows. Yeah. So if you have uh, excess moisture in your home, relative humidity, mm-hmm. uh, the windows condensate. Yep. You get uh, discoloration on your windows at the bottom, some yeah. of your sills rot, things like that. And then there's the other thing. When you step out of a shower and a thunderstorm forms in between the bathroom and the cold bedroom, because the cold air, hot air, moisture, you know, the whole thing. See the clouds. See the the clouds. All right. More on this and more and our news from the construction industry coming up on Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Well, it's time for home construction news on Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. U.S. housing affordability, Tim has dropped to the lowest level in more than seven years. Now, this it's hard for me to wrap my head around statistics, but here's what it says. At the county level, one in four housing markets across the USA less affordable during the first quarter of 2017 than they have been before. In other words, it's harder mm-hmm. in many counties for you to buy a home based mm-hmm. upon income mm-hmm. than before. And what they're figuring this on is income within the county versus the cost of the home. It's becoming more expensive for a home yep. while income is not rising as quickly. Oh, well, income has not rose for the last 100 years in equation to the yeah. property values and many other things. Right, right. And it's funny that it's only— Obviously, roughly half the country. 53% of counties' wages grew faster than income prices, but the other percentage. Is that 47? The other 47. So so I got this. uh, You know how you can go to these places and buy these little books that says, this is what happened in 1967 or 1953. Yeah. And you can look at old ads and the prices of silver and gold and the stock market and all of it. So. I've done that several times based yeah. on a certain year, and I, I did all my mathematics on every item of yeah. what they're selling for now versus what they sold for then. Yeah. And the lowest um, increase was income. Really? Bread, milk, housing, stock market, everything outpaced income by a tremendous amount. Do you think it's because we're doing jobs that aren't valued, or is it because there's just not the money there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I got him thinking. Yeah. I got him thinking. Telephone number on making your home great is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Second story, and the only one I'm going to jump in on on this uh, moment of making your home great news. There is something in hardware retailing. Again, I get this magazine every month. They send it to me. And their question is, will Lowe's staff changes hurt customer service? They talked to some insiders at Lowe's, fellers in the, men and women in the, in the vests. Mm-hmm. And they're concerned, the people on the ground floor are concerned because they've gotten rid of the middle management. This is a, a quote, employees feel the loss of middle management on the sales floor. Yeah. What they've done is they put more ground-level employees in front of you, yep. and they've 
either reassigned or demoted or fired, laid off the middle managers. Mm-hmm. We, and and they've also gotten rid of people in the corporate offices yep. um, in Western North Carolina. You know, I, I think that you know when it, when you come when it comes down to it, everything's uh, uh, relationships and and people oriented. And I think as a society, we can only go so far in doing that. Yeah, I, I think we can push some of the envelope here and there, but I mm-hmm. think generally, like a place like Lowe's, I've actually been uh, turned off many times walking into some of these places and not being able to get any help. Yeah, and now they're ca- talking about doing it even further. I think that's going to hurt them. And it, what it's going to do is it's going to give the ability for these online companies to take more of the market share. Telephone number 919-860-9783. We'll take any topic you want to, any at all, 919-860-9783 at Making Your Home Great. Uh, I will tell you that I like one of the stores. I'm going to not say which one. They have a no-pointing policy. I think that's genius because it's the worst thing when you go to a place like Lowe's or Home Depot or uh, even a grocery store. You ask where the lug nuts are, and they point. They say, aisle seven. Yeah, walk them. One of those stores walks you right to it. Honestly, I got to tell you, it's a little embarrassing sometimes because I'm spending 43 cents. I just want one lug nut. Mm -hmm. On the other hand— I like the idea that they're not going to just say, "Yeah, yeah, it's over there, buddy." Yeah. Well, you're going to be a, you're going to come back and buy more, so they're going to make more than forty three cents off of you. Oddly enough, I never do, but yes. <laughs> no, you're right. You know where I go? I am Mister Cull Pile. I am secondhand wood mm-hmm. because I n- nothing I build lasts very long mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I built a chicken coop and I bought nothing mm-hmm. that was brand new wood. Why? Who buys brand new wood for a makes, chicken coop? Makes sense, yeah. It's, it wasn't plum. It didn't need to be because I couldn't make it that way anyway. Bob and Carrie, thank you very much. Now, Bob, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Have we opened a can of worms for you? You you have hit my hot button. Go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm in the process of remodeling three bathrooms. Yeah. Doing it. Doing it myself. I have the plumbing skills. I got the tile skills. I got all the skills. Yes. So I need material. And I'm buying high-end stuff. Yeah. I'm buying shower, glass shower doors, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm buying uh, exotic slipper tubs and all that <laughs> kind of stuff and, and plumbing fixtures that are, that are high-end. Well, you go to any one of these box stores. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and they, they got the product, yeah. but it's not available in your store. Yeah. They can, sh- they can ship it to the store and then you can go pick it up. So I had a conversation with a couple of the managers. I, I said, I said, you're no better than Amazon. Yeah. Said, you, you're no better than Amazon. I could buy the same stuff off of Amazon and have it shipped to my house, and I don't have to come and get it, and I could pay the same price or less. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I said, what I want is availability. I said, right. I don't care if you have just one or two of these in my area 
So if I have to drive 25 miles to get it, fine, I don't mind doing that. I want availability. But you don't have availability. All you got is low-end stuff. So You, you see, Bob, that, here's that, the... That's, yeah, go that's ahead. My, yeah. That's my complaint. Yeah. See, Bob, no, one I'm of the things that... One of the things that saves Home Depot and Lowe's is the idea that Amazon doesn't compete with them in some areas, right? That you right. can't that you can't you can't send lumber, uh, in some. Well, that, that that's true. And you can't send other some building supplies, and nobody's going to know that they need fifteen hundred nails on a Tuesday unless they're you know really planning ahead. Some people don't. They want to go in when they have a need. Um, right. I've always thought it would be good, but, Bob. You bring up uh, good, good uh, stuff there, and I'd always thought it would make sense for a place like Lowe's and Home Depot yeah. when you call them to have a staff of three or four people that can answer questions. Yeah. I mean, oh, just yeah. just answer questions. Hey, what should you know from the telephone? Yeah. And 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 and. You know, get people in the store by, hey, this is what you need, and we do have it here. Yeah. If you've got an experience, hang on, Bob, just a second. I just want to, because you're, you're, you're opening a, a, an interesting topic. If you've got an experience, and I'm not sure that we want to differentiate between one, you call them big box stores. I don't think they like being called that. Uh, but, you know, because they think, we think, I think of Big Lots and Walmart for that. But you're right. Well, they are they aren't octagon shaped. They are. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Um, call me up at nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. I don't want to trash one versus the other, but what's the customer service like in your local lumber place, Bob? Do they treat you well? Oh, they they treated they treated me they treated me very well, and and they actually empathized with me and 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 they you know they they agreed with me but but that's but that's not the corporate policy the yeah. corporate policy is that that we'll ship it to the store and you can come and pick it up almost like an REI you know mm-hmm. and but that's not the that's not the experience I'm I'm looking for I you know I'm I'm almost willing to deal with it but where even eBay you know you know, the, the the driver drops it off. So I had my shower doors and all, all these other kind of high-end things. You know, they just drop it off right, right at my front door. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, spend ten, I spend 10 grand on shit. Mm-hmm. Oops, excuse me. <laughs> but I, 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 spend, I, spend, I spend 10 grand on, on, on fixtures and plumbing supplies and stuff like that. Uh, well, you know, which is not necessarily small potatoes. But I, I, I did spend the money. Yeah, and and they could have had most of my business, but you know I couldn't. You know, and one I, actually I tested them one plumbing fixture. I did, I did order from them. It was you know five hundred, six hundred bucks, and it it took like ten to fifteen days to get, and I was making numerous telephone yeah. calls. Yeah, so, that's not right. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's that, amazing that, to me. That's not right. No, you're right. It's amazing to me. You know, people talk about Amazon and, and what it's doing, but you can order something from Amazon, and, and you will have it very quickly. And yeah. it seems like they always have it in stock. It's amazing. Yes. He's now been ranked the second richest guy in the world. And uh, they're going to get into that game. 
whether they come in and buy lows out or whatever, they're, they'll yeah. they'll end up more and more in that game. And as you said, you know, people are looking for more convenience and simplicity. Yep. Bob, thank you very much. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Now, uh, we have opened a can of worms. <laughs> I've got a local hardware store owner and uh, somebody else who wants to chime in on big box stores, and we are going to do that. Hopefully... Not making other people angry. That's all I'm saying. 919-860-9783 is our number. 919-860-9783. Making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Telephone number here, 919-860-9783. I've got Eric, uh, who is a local hardware store owner. Eric, just let me get through my... AccuWeather forecast, which includes sunshine, and it's as warm as it's going to be. It is as warm as it will see it today, with an overnight low near 46, and then for tomorrow, sunshine and 40, no, sunshine and 68. It is 73 degrees, real feel, 77 News Radio 680 WPTF. Eric Shook in Pittsburgh. Eric, how are you? I'm doing fine. Enjoying the weather, and I'm glad to hear that we have good weather tomorrow. Yeah. What's up? Well, yeah, I, I heard your last caller, and you guys definitely opened a lot of the can of worms, and he has a lot of valid points as a customer. Yeah. But the can of worms, I own that can of worms. Yeah. And when he talks about lead time, you know, you go in, there's a big difference between in stock and what is available for special order. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of this stuff out there, if you've ever bought a new construction home, you'll find that it's typically stuff that is either in stock at your home center or in stock at your local plumbing supply because of time and turnaround. Yep. If you do custom home building, if you've ever been a contractor, you know that things have lead time. And I think what a lot of customers are finding out in the do-it-yourself sector are they're finding out why you hire a contractor because a contractor has to deal with those headaches of getting things special ordered and getting that lead times, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. And when he says that, you know, Amazon's no better, well, actually, Ferguson Plumbing Supply, Nolan Plumbing Supply, all the big, you know, any lumber yard that orders stuff, they have those same lead times. As far as, you know, you're, you're three to six weeks out on certain plumbing fixtures, you're mm -hmm. 15 to 30 days out on shower doors. A lot of these things are made custom or only stocked in one area. And when it comes to products like faucets, you know, if you order it from Home Depot or you order it from Lowe's and it says available only online, or if it's in store, but it's just a display and you order it site to store, a lot of times it's coming from the same exact warehouse as it would from the Amazon seller. If you order it from Plum Source or any of the dot coms, you're going to find that it's actually stocked in one place. Probably one for the East Coast, one for the West Coast, one in the middle of the country. But a lot of these things are exactly the same. And when it comes to, you know, the issue of did I spend a lot of money? Yes, ten grand is nothing to scoff at, especially for a homeowner. Mm -hmm. But on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, you have like the Cary, Lowe's, or Home Depot that on any given Saturday in the spring and summer are going to do $300,000 of cash business. Yeah. You know, um... And and what it comes to is yes, you can spend ten thousand dollars at a Home Depot or Lowe's, but you know you're not going to do that every week. When your contractor customer, your bread and butter, your guy who gets you 
through the year as a business owner, that guy may spend that every week, you know, and, and that's, that's big potatoes. Um, but yeah, it's just the normal headaches of if you were, if you were in the business of being a contractor, a plumber, electrician, you're going to know that these things have lead times when you order them and they're not always in stock. Yep. Limitations. Yep. It's definitely a limitations game. And, and of course it, 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 you know, it has a big impact on the cost. So, you know, and, and they're going to stock what is the most common thing yeah, that people need. Common, so the because they, they're in business to make money and they can't sit and hold something for a period of time. Yeah, holding inventory is just the biggest beast yep. in retail or even wholesale. Yep. You just can't hold a lot of inventory. Yep. Um, I was a, I worked for Ferguson Plumbing Supply, and I was thinking at the time when I worked for them, gosh, if we only had a lot more in stock. But pretty much everything we ordered was uh, or sold to customers had a lead time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just one of those things where the customers, you know, they're they're figuring out. I think that there's a big difference between retail, wholesale, and then even in general, just ordering custom mm-hmm. special order product. Eric, is there a fear that Amazon will then jump into this kind of thing because they really are good at delivering things awfully well, quickly? They they are. And, and generally what you're dealing with is when you have site-to-store delivery, the customer is taking out the middleman when they order on Amazon, and that's fine. That's totally fine. It does expedite the process because generally they, the, the Amazon seller will say, hey, we will ship today, same day, if orders in by two. Well, when you order from Home Depot, those special orders don't actually place probably until the next day because they're stored locally in the computer system. They're, you know, batched at the end of the day. They're either sent to an expediter who has to handle all the special orders for the entire store, which may be a $45,000 pool. Um, so, you know, you're kind of, it's kind of like when you send a resume to HR, it's mm-hmm. in a big stack or versus sending a resume directly to the person you want to work for. Mm-hmm. It's in a small stack. Right. Yeah. Uh, same, same issues apply where uh, ordering online, you're dealing direct with the distributor and they'll just put it in the mail and their orders are small. Their orders are pretty much you know, cost of individual items per day, whereas when Home Depot buys, what they'll do is they'll batch those orders and they'll say, hey, our distribution center is going to get $65,000 of Delta faucet orders from a collection of stores, mm-hmm. and those items will ship within three days. So it does add, and then, of course, they ship to the store, which the store has to get it, receive it, and then that adds an extra day for the wait time before the customer is even notified. Yeah. So, you know, you've got all these hands in the way, um, that, you know, drive up the cost or at least cost a lot of money to the retailer so that they don't make as much money uh, because everybody's selling at market value. It's just that the on-time re- online retailer is going to make more money on the product because they've got less people, less handling in the way. Yeah, and one of the disadvantages of ordering online is you better know what you want and, and be very specific about it. You know, a well, lot you, of times... You have to be savvy. Yeah. You have to be savvy and know what you want because yeah. there's a lot of times where... Um, even in even in other industries I've worked in, where you want to deal with a contractor because they know what they're doing to get, they know how to order faucets because sometimes it's just not like ordering a loaf of bread. Right. Um, you know, if, if it's something simple, you can you can do well with that. But if you order the faucet and it has a three quarter inch intake versus half inch, and that's what you have in the wall, 
you've got some you've got some extra plumbing to do. Yeah, right. I, I, thinking about plumbing, you know, uh, especially I, I can see that Lowe's and Home Depot and and hardware stores like yourself would would have to stay in business because, gosh, when we do a plumbing job, it's not unusual for us to be back in the store two or three times in some right. scenarios just because you never know what you're going to run into. Right, and and typically what you want to do as a hardware store is kind of be a convenient spot. Yep. yep. In my particular trade, I was looking to be a convenience store for the new construction builder in Chatham County, which mm-hmm. Chatham County is big on building mm-hmm. uh, at the moment. How's and, it going? Uh, it was up and down for a while. Okay. You know, we, we had to write out the storm of the you know the housing crash in 2007, yep. and, and the business has changed. Yep. Um, but uh, the idea was to get customers to be able to park as close as possible to the front of your store, get them inside. Uh, especially my contract customers who have in-house accounts, they would pick up something off the shelf, hold it up in the air and say, hey, Eric, I'm taking this and I'd be fine. See you? And I'll write it down on their mm-hmm. monthly bill. Mm-hmm. They yeah. wouldn't even have to go through the register. Mm-hmm. But that's just a personal thing. That's like how personal service can do better than Home Depot and Lowe's. Um, but the other side of the coin is that um, the idea of trying to stock everything that the customer could dream of is totally impossible. Yeah. And um, the funny thing is, actually not stocking things helps drive down the cost. If everything can be special order and there's no inventory hanging over you as this depreciating asset, you're able to give things at a better overall cost because your bottom line has just got more cushion in it. And somebody like Tim has to have somebody touching, you know, going to the customer and saying, okay, if you want this in three weeks from now, we better order it now because right. we might have to go back and forth. This yep. might be the wrong sink for you. So, yep. Eric, yeah. what's your store? It's uh, J. Henry Paint and Hardware in Pittsburgh. You said J. Henry? Yep, J. Henry, like the steel driving man. Wow, John Henry, very good. Eric, thank you. Yes. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate I'll try your to perspective. I'll stop by and see you. All right. All right Next time I need something in Pittsburgh, you're on there. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. News Radio 680 WPTF. We're back next week on Making Your Home Great.